0: Hi there. Welcome to Tech Talk Weekly. I'm Bob from Creation Station. This is our weekly show where we talk about three or four interesting tech topics in the news. Do you know where your sleep is? You might have some issues with that. We'll find out. Um, But today... I've got a really fun guest with me, Allison, from Broward County Library Friends and Maine Library Friends and, and, and. You seem to do everything, Allison. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing just fine. Thank you for asking. Um, Yep. we, We try to do everything we possibly can to help the library, you know, provide the programs for adults, teens, youth. Yeah. So, and so explain political.
0: how that works for friends. The friends at the library are not part of Broward County.
1: That is, correct. and
0: just a couple of weeks ago, we had the library foundation on, which is not part of the friends either. So you guys do something really different in giving libraries funding for what?
1: That we try to supplement what the library has by giving them different types of, giving them funds to do different types of programs for everybody. And if they need some materials, they can come to us and ask for those materials to provide for those programs that maybe the county has paid for, but they still need the crayons or they need the book, you know, and they don't have that money. So we're more than happy and we're different than the foundation because the foundation raises the megabucks we raise a smaller amount but we're much more and you guys able do the book sale
0: stuff and everything else through there it's a yeah. great great resource for the libraries
1: right we try the best we can to raise money for the library and each library has their own friends so that yes, that's a key I,
0: that's a key thing too there you're supporting your own local branch not just Broward overall, but right. just your local branch by supporting the Friends of the Library. So.
1: Exactly. And each person, each branch has its own programs and they need their own things. So it's very important to be a friend for your library. There you go. See?
0: Oh, that's the line. That's the line I was looking for. Thank you. <laughs> Let's get started with our topics today because there's some interesting ones. There's one huge topic, obviously. We're going to get to it. Don't worry. Um but AI, kind of funny that AI is not the big topic this week. Uh, but because there's now four main AI use consumer usable formats out there now, uh, a couple of publications have started putting together their like consumer reports type trademark name, um, consumer, you know that type of comparison charts of how they stack up against each other, what they're doing, how they're doing, what the rating, they're starting to figure out a rating system. So Bard, which is the one that Google uses. Claude, which is a brand newish thing from Anthropic. Not everybody has access to it yet. ChatGPT, which everyone has heard about over the year. And we talked about that last week, in fact, and Bing, which is Microsoft's version using OpenAI's stuff on their own platform. Have you used any of these, Allison?
1: I've used Bing on different Microsoft or um, Windows machine. Mm-hmm. I tend to use a Macintosh, so I don't see that one because I don't have theirs. But other than talking with Alexa, I don't ah, use it as go. Office. You yeah. know. And what does Alexa use? There's days I wonder which it uses. Yeah,
0: that that's actually the thing that, uh, that Amazon has talked about in regards to all of these. Amazon has kind of held off of creating their own that's publicly available. They're using something in-house. But their thought is, we're going to host all four of these. Well, three, two, kind of. Yeah. Um, because they are running their own stuff on that. They're running, uh, OpenAI runs most of their stuff on AWS, even though Microsoft paid them a lot of money. So it's an interesting mix in the background like that. Yeah. Of the big tech companies, what they're and all doing.
1: Also, you know, your phones, you talk to your phones, what are they using? I mean, it doesn't matter whether you're using yeah. Android or an Apple. It's they're using about- something
0: in the background. Yeah. Yes. And Apple has not revealed what their secret yeah. background algorithm/ai stuff either yeah i mean th- that's why i wanted to point out this article to everyone and as always they're in the show notes for all of our stuff that's happening all the things that we talk about and claude seems to be the one right now that seems to, that gets the most uh or the the highest rating of course, Claude's the newest, so that's one of the reasons. And one of the one of the actual reasons it does is because you can do so much m- more text with it and it remembers your text longer than ChatGBT does. I will also point out this is a slightly biased list because it compared the free version of ChatGBT, so it only has the free things. So if you wanted to pay for it, ChatGPT 4 and the subscription model does more things and equals Claude and these other ones. So,
1: and in the beginning, do most people go for the free ones just to get a taste of it? Once yeah. they get, they feel like okay, I'm kind of comfortable with this. Exactly, many people will go and start paying for it.
0: Yeah, and that's what. Microsoft and Google are betting on is that you're going to like the free versions that they give you, and you'll just keep on using those. And then the power users, which are some librarians, will go and use the subscription version of ChatGBT, et cetera, to do that. And I've got a secondary article just about that, what Claude can do that Ope, that open AI's chat GBT can't. That article's in there. I'm not going to go deep into it. Basically, it is that it can do more, more thing, more larger scale stuff and not as many different things. The key things that most of them are missing are picture analysis. Right. And that's an interesting topic for another day. <laughs> did you drink your coffee this morning, Allison? Yes, I did. But I don't drink caffeinated
1: coffee. I drink.
0: Oh, okay. Well, that blows me out of the water. Then see, I know, but I don't drink coffee either. But I drink diet soda. Um,
1: Well, that has caffeine in it too.
0: Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And And I
1: will drink black tea, which has caffeine. Has
0: caffeine. So there's some new research out that says that caffeine we're drinking doesn't do anything if you're tired.
1: Not it does. It keeps you awake a little bit. But it doesn't help you in the long term. Yeah. It can just keep those eyes open a little bit longer. But for thinking purposes, having been a teacher for many years, I could see those kids that were sleep deprived and they just didn't have the cognitive ability that the other. And when they got a good night's sleep, they were as bright and as sharp as the other ones. So this is, I think, what um, they're trying to say is, Caffeine will help keep you awake, but it doesn't yeah. do anything for what's yeah, yeah. up
0: Exactly. And that's, you've got it down perfect because what happens with the caffeine as you ingest it, it will keep your immediate senses sharper for that momentary thing. But then it fails when you really need it for memory usage, for paying attention to things. And the example they give is, um, using uh, when you're sleep deprived and they will put a red dot on the screen and you have to react to it when it comes up those with the correct amount of sleep react appropriately and very quickly those without sleep are we respond a half second later or more and adding caffeine doesn't fix that response rate
1: well, that's also a good thing. I mean, yes, we have it on paper to do that and thinking about it that way. But how about everyday use if you're driving? How yeah. long does it take you to respond to a situation if you're super tired?
0: Yeah. And how long? How far does your car go going 60 miles an hour in just half a second? It, it, yeah. It, yeah. All those. Yeah. It, it's a scary thing. The other thing is in case you're thinking, well, I'm going to pull an all nighter, but I'm going to take a quick nap and that's going to help me make up for this. No, it mm-hmm. actually has zero effect on you if you take a nap for me- for these purposes, for memory, for, sl- for sleep dep- deprivation, et cetera. If you're trying to pull an all nighter, I'm going to take a quick nap for like 60 minutes in the middle of the night at 2 a.m. and then wake up and go back and hit the books again. (laughs) That nap is effectively useless.
1: You might as well stay up and study. Yeah,
0: which is the one that kind of got me like, huh, that's interesting. I really kind of thought that taking that nap is a good thing. I've seen other studies that taking naps is a good thing. So,
1: huh. But when do you take that nap and are you – how much sleep have you gotten before? Because it can just sort of refresh and but
0: yeah, I don't
1: say that in this study.
0: No, yeah, no, yeah. This study basically their theory is if you take a nap to try and replace regular sleep, you fail. Naps are there to help reinforce when your battery, so to speak, is just a little bit low. So what I'm always on, if I'm if I'm especially on the weekends, I can't get away with it at work. Sadly, we don't have <laughs> napping booths here. But when I'm at home or if I've got a day off, I'm you know, yeah, I feel like laying down. I lay down, take a quick nap for 15, 20 minutes, and my body will automatically wake me back up as I need to, right?
1: You got it. I saw a program about some company making big fish tanks. I mean, like four to thousand mm-hmm. gallons, but they have in their facility. Where they build and design these things, little chambers for everybody to go take a nap. That is awesome. And they come back with such better ideas. They were saying so.
0: That's that's going to be yeah. I'm I'm going to have to to talk to the people here in the library and see if we I can think get, so.
1: We all need get funding to nap. for
0: nap nap booths. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sure that's going to go over very well at my next and, meeting.
1: They had it nicely because they had them positioned in between the fish tanks. So as you're falling asleep, you can count the fish that you're trying to figure out how. Instead of
0: sleep, instead of sheep, we're counting fish. Fish, Okay, then. Sorry, then. (laughs) That's going to be fun. So obviously, the really big news of this week, it should be big news over just about everything else. Because this is something that's going to affect everyone on the planet's future. India made it to the moon, landed on the moon, only the fourth country to pull this off, the United States, the USSR, and China, and Mm -hmm. now India. India. I mentioned USSR because Russia, as a separate entity, tried to land just earlier this week and crashed. Technically, I guess if you crash into the moon, you've landed on the moon, but if it's not what you intended to do, we (laughs) don't count it.
1: But isn't Japan in that same category? Japan
0: is in that same category. They crashed into the moon and Israel is in that same category. They crashed into the moon. Both of those countries have new landers that are ready to launch and are expected to make a second attempt in early
1: 2024. Right.
0: But it's really interesting for India. They did this. I'm going to get to that other article. I put four articles about this because this is a complicated topic. India did this, pulled it off for, I'm going to grab that one right here. It's is they, Yeah, I know it's insane. It's insane. They pulled it off the Indian space research organization. They're the Indian version of NASA managed to launch this entire mission for $74 million now to you and me, 74 million is a significant number of dollars for, you know, it's, it's a big thing, but when you're talking actual space budgets, the comparison is NASA trying to put Artemis on the moon is spending 93 billion with a B dollars to pull that off. Now Artemis is much more complicated. Putting, keeping people alive, getting them to the surface <laughs> and back off. A lot more money, a lot more complicated. Yes, NASA needs to spend that money. The the return on investment is going to be huge. But did you read all these things that India is going to be able to pull off with this lander and what? detecting ice and all that? Yeah. But
1: it only has 14 Earth days to do it. One yeah. lunar uh-huh. day. So yeah. that's what's... Is really important that it got its uh, all of the technology correct to get all the information it needed yep. to send back to India to see whether it gets all the information they want.
0: Yeah, and that's this is going to be the really interesting. The, the first pictures have been great. I've seen some. Stupid comments online about all those are horrible. They should be much higher quality. I can take that with my phone. Yeah, your phone won't last in no. <laughs> up on the lunar surface. Uh, and as Allison just said, this only lasts for 14 days because of how brutal that surface is. Negative 208 degrees Fahrenheit is what they're dealing with. Your phone starts fritzing out when it gets down to zero degrees, not negative 200.
1: About freezing yeah 32 degrees Fahrenheit it my, doesn't mind
0: do. or the or extreme heat which remember the yeah. since the moon will just flip back to the other side too in alternating these 14 days to 14 days my phone fritzed out on me just two weeks ago when I was doing a submarine program and just in the regular summer heat here in Florida my phone just shutting down overheated
1: I don't yep
0: so yeah that, that's They have built something that's going to last on the moon for at least 14 days, it appears. And we're going to get some great information back about what's there at the South Pole, where and what things are going on, and all this stuff.
1: Tell them why the South Pole is important.
0: So the South Pole is super important because, A, there may very well be ice there sitting. And if there's ice, that means we can use it. We can take that ice and break it down into components, you know, hydrogen and oxygen, both to make fuel with, to make water with, for any kind of base lunar bases that end up being there. And also there's other mineral stuff that, and scientific things that we're going to find out. China has a lander there right now. I didn't include their story in all this cool stuff because they just did all this new X-ray stuff going down hundreds of meters under the lunar surface for the first time. And there's some really interesting rock flows that show something about volcanic activity in the far distant past when the moon was still forming and things. So there's a lot of stuff we can find. And my wife asked me this question just last night at dinner. She was like, well, does this mean they're going to go land there and take the American flag? And I'm like, no, no one's going back to the Sea of Tranquility anytime soon because that's a monument for accomplishment. Someday, maybe that'll be a tourist spot, but nobody's going to go mess with that anytime soon. We are just talking about the idea that we're doing a lot of scientific exploration all over the rest of the place.
1: Right. The moon's a big place and there's room for everybody. Yes. I mean, China, US, Russia, yep, Japan, India, you know, everybody. It can be like the Antarctic where everybody's involved.
0: Yes, we hope so. And the last part of this story of why it's such a big thing is Russia has not been able to keep up with everybody else. They sort of have talked a good game, but not put the money behind it. I mean, we all know that there's a lot of other things going on in Russia right now. (laughs) don't, Don't apply to this show, but they are running out of money to be able to, do anything new. They've been able to barely keep up their existing technologies.
1: And, and using a lot of old stuff.
0: Exactly. And the old stuff just breaks. And until you can replace it, until you have money, you choose to spend your money on space instead of other things, then you won't be able to keep up and do this. Which is all good in a way. And that's that's part of my thing is I want to see healthy competition going to the moon. You know, I, I I wonder if everybody was doing this in a full kumbaya, everyone together moment, if we would get these real hardcore, like budget breakthroughs like India has done, like Japan's version is. Japan's version is very much just like India's version. And I, I want to see that kind of stuff happening. I did include in the comments there, there's a whole long detailed list on the Russian space program and everything there. It's a good four or five minute read for you. So go explore that as you want. And it'll be there in the show notes for you to, to click on those links. Um, but yeah, it, this has been a really good week for space overall. Yes. We're moving forward. We're doing good. We've got some healthy competition and we're going to, like you said, we're going to get there in the moons for everybody.
1: Yep. There's room for everybody. So.
0: And tell us what the everything the friends are for everybody. So tell me about that.
1: Hey, we're we're there for everybody. And the one thing we do need, we would like everybody's help. We need volunteers every single library. But remember, we're there for the library and for the librarians. But for them to put on the programs that pertain to their audience, their clientele, because that's what's important. That's what's going to keep the library moving. And there's a couple of things. One of the things is that the general overall organization has given many grants. So there's nine libraries out there that have some grants coming up. Nice. That will be generally they start after the summer into Mm -hmm. about December and check out your library to see whether that was, your library was one of them or not. Because they some super, super interesting programs have come out of these little tiny grants, but hey, yeah. that's all it and, takes.
0: And small little libraries. This isn't the big regional, like main no. library here,
1: Maine automatically is... wins a
0: grant. Uh, nope. Most of these things go to the small libraries who do nice, exactly. cool, innovative things, and they like have. we just talked they- about on space.
1: You got it, and we have to start small. Every expert started as a beginner. So even the little libraries, they have their programs too. And it's been fun to see how those libraries have grown and really involved their people. And that's what's important.
0: It's, it's a great, great thing. Let me throw up our last slide here. Thank you again so much, Miss Allison, for being here and representing You're the friends welcome. of the libraries. If there is someone you'd like to see on the show one week or a library you'd like to see featured, creationstationatbrowrota.org. That's how we plan these things. We'll see everybody next week.
1: Okay. Bye. Thank you.